Hi there, welcome along to this podcast and we took a look at the world of art this week on The Night Shift and we spoke to the Spanish artist Daniel Canugar who came to Dubai for Expo 2020. In fact, he actually designed a artwork for the Spanish Pavilion. He's back with us for another exhibition here in Dubai. Enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show weeknights 8 through 10 right here on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back to the show. And right now we're turning our attention to the world of art. And a renowned artist who's back in Dubai is Danielle Kanagar, who joins us on the show. Uh, Danielle, great to have your company once again in town. I know that you were last here, I think, for the expo uh, where you did something special for the Spanish Pavilion, just remind us as to that um, piece that you had at Expo. Yes, the name of the piece was Dynamo. It was a um, hanging sculptural LED screen, quite big, uh, three in kind of interlocking rings that uh, responded to the public's presence. Um, it, was, uh, it was a really beautiful project that I... I love presenting here in Dubai, and yes, that that was that was the last time I was here in in the Emirates. Excellent, but of course uh, you're back with your very own exhibition, which we'll come to in a moment. I just want to find out a little bit about you, um, Danielle, exactly where you're from, and how you know um, art became such a big part of your life. I was born and raised in Madrid, uh, born to an American mother and a Spanish father, so I'm very kind of bicultural and constantly shuffling back and forth. Uh, between the U.S. and, and Spain, um, I actually come from a from a family of artists. My both my parents are artists. My grandparents were artists, so it's a little wow. bit of a family family <laughs> family legacy. I was I should have become more rebellious and become a doctor <laughs> or a lawyer or something like that. But uh, no, I, I I followed tracks of my of my parents and and those before. And uh, well, I, I, I it's very vocational. It's yeah. Very, uh, I bet they're super proud of you. Yeah, but for sure. I mean, what kind of medium were you first attracted to? What kind of art did you, you know, start off doing? I started out as a photographer, um, but um, I soon realized that maybe I wasn't the best photographer, but I loved the experience of being in a darkroom. The old photochemical darkrooms with the smell of chemicals yeah, yeah, and the yeah. lights and the sound of the, <laughs> of the of water running through, you know, the trays and... Um, and that kind of experience of working in darkness with lights and the magic of seeing prints, that's something that's kind of permeated through all my, through all my work, including the work that I'm doing now, which is, uh, you know, has, uh, uses uh, algorithms and technology. And, and then the way it all kind of started uh, way back when, when I was 14, 15, and I discovered the magic of the photographic darkroom. Now, tell us a bit about Loose Threads. Um, this is happening over at the uh, Galois Gallery in CityWalk. Tell us what we can expect to go along and see there. Um, Loose Threads uh, is a collection of recent projects. They're all generative and algorithmic. Um, they're thinking about the algorithmic reality we live in. And, you know, we, it's a reality we don't really see, uh, as, as like we don't really see the data that we're surrounded by. You and I are presently just completely surrounded by data, and yet it's intangible, it's immaterial, it's invisible. Through my art and through these projects that I'm presenting at Galois Gallery in CityWalk, I'm trying to create a visual experience of data. I'm trying to actually create 
beautiful artwork the way a painter would use paint. I'm using data to make art. And all the works um, that are present in the gallery, they're all connected to the Wi-Fi in the, in the exhibition space. And they're responding to uh, the information, different sources of information, financial information, uh, news information, uh, Google uh, searches. All this is kind of being used as my, my palette, shall we say, to, to create these artworks that are constantly changing. They're artworks that are actually kind of alive. They have a life. Wow. Amazing. I mean, how much has technology become a part of your arts? And, uh, you know, uh, you said, you, you know, the Internet is constantly it's changing. Um, when, when did all this start? Um, I've always been very interested in kind of technology, just regardless of my art practice or not. And it's really maybe 15 years ago, 17 years ago, something like that. I really started using technology and incorporating technology into my artwork. The work uses technology, but it is also a tool to think about technology, to think about the impact, the enormous impact technology is having in our lives. Uh, I don't necessarily think of art as something, shall we say, to place on top of the sofa as a decorative element. Yeah. My, my work, I do think my work and try to make beautiful artwork, but I ultimately like to think of my art as a way of reflecting upon, thinking about uh, the reality we live in, trying to really use it as a tool to understand it better. So it's technology used in the artwork, but it's also technology to think about technology. Wow, I'm, I'm trying to imagine what your studio must look like, <laughs> Danielle, and maybe you can describe it for us. My studio uh, has many computers, lots of cables. Yeah. Um, I work <laughs> with a team of programmers and an engineer, and it's, we have quite a, quite a mixture of, of talent that, I, that work for my studio, including art historians and artists, and there's a total team of 10 people in my studio in Madrid. Uh, it's a very collaborative project, but I like to think of my studio as the modern version of Renaissance Studios, in Florence, where the big painters had their their teams, it was kind of yeah. normal that there was the, yeah. those that painted hair and those that painted water and those that painted the faces, and it's kind of uh, I, I'm like a digital version of a of a Renaissance <laughs> studio. Right. Um, and the name Loose Threads, um, you know, what led you to that name? I have recently become fascinated with textiles surprisingly, because I never thought I would become interested in textiles, but now I'm obsessed with textiles. And weaving, as a metaphor, has become a, a, a very interesting um, uh, kind of way of, of approaching technology. Technology, of course, there's a lot of cables, cables and threads, and, and the whole Internet system is all based on this kind of invisible cabling system that is reminiscent of textiles and fabrics. But uh, specifically, there's a very interesting connection between um, the history of computers and the history of, of, of textiles. For example, the Jacquard loom, which was created in the early 19th century, this was this is kind of what catapulted the Industrial Revolution in um, in, in Britain. Uh, and the Jacquard loom used punch cards to introduce the patterns into the loom. Yeah. So many historians considered the Jacquard loom as the first computer that was ever created. And there's many other kind of um, 
shall we say, connections through, through the last 200 years that really have brought together the world of computers and the world of, uh, of um, textiles that I'm really trying to explore in this, in this exhibition, Loose Threads. All the works are kind of weaving, not threads, I'm not um, weaving uh, yarn, I am feeding spools of data that come together, that are woven together in the artwork, and that appear like textiles, but they're dynamic textiles, they're changing textiles, they're textiles that are created with, um, with data, and, and in a way, it's, it's kind of a, being a very fascinating project for me to, to explore. I'm very excited. This is the first time I bring together this, the, all these artworks, and I really do hope people get a chance to come and check them out, because um, I, I think they will like them. I'm sure they will. Of course, the exhibition opened on the 23rd of January. It's running all the way through the 24th of February. Um, Galois is is the gallery. And uh, what's next for you, um, Danielle? Um, once you've concluded this exhibition here in Dubai, what, what's next on the agenda? Um, I will be heading to the U.S. Um, early next week, um, working on a project for a convention center in the U.S., and then I head out to my studio in Los Angeles. I have two studios, one in Madrid and L.A., and I have some projects going in there. Several public art commissions. Um, I'm doing a large project for an exhibition in Germany that's all about energy, energy consumption in real time. I'm obsessed with real time, real time data. And so I'm creating this article that is responding to what Germans are consuming in real time for um, uh, an exhibition that's all about climate change. Lots of stuff cooking and um, uh, exciting, exciting times to kind of think about all this information that's available online and try to make it into interesting art. Lovely. Danielle Kanugar, thank you so much for chatting with us. It sounds like a fascinating exhibition. Uh, do pop along and see it once again over there at City Walk. Galwar is the place that you can find it, and it runs through until uh, Friday, 24th of February. Danielle, thank you so much for being with us. Great talking to you, Mark. Take care.